What's going on, y'all? This is the International King of Swerve, Shane Strickland, here in the Pacific Northwest, Defy Wrestling, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the B Show. Your weekly NXT 205 Live Impact and May Young Classic Recap and Review. I'm your host, Corey and, Smith. And anything else, really. Who knows? Well, you know. Or was that just kind of just the... The general, the general the, yeah, basis. Yeah, the general spectrum. Um, I'm your host, Corey Smith. In the Diamond Studio today is my co-host. And I'm Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? I'm, you know, I'm doing well as yourself. I'm good, you know. Um, it's Saturday morning. We're a day late, dollar short. It's double doing double headers today. Of course, two shows out. It's not like we ever do that. So, guys, plan ahead because you got a long day of City Wrestling Radio to listen to. Only on SoundCloud.com/slash City Wrestling Radio. Also across a plethora of other fine podcast applications, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Castbox, and uh, I don't know. Look at the other ones. We're probably there. They sometimes they just pick up our RSS feed. Just Google Podcast. Yeah, just and we're probably like the top three. Yeah. No, yeah. not City Wrestling. Just any like provider, and then you'll probably see City Wrestling Radio. Yeah. That might actually be a fact. I'm not even joking. No, no. It, it's weird because a lot of podcast companies, they just they literally search for RSS feeds and they pick it up. It's someone, weird. Someone gets paid to do that? Like, I, hey. I, I've seen us on sites that I've never added us to. And I'm like, oh, we're already there. Boy, cool. that's kind of that's kind of frightening. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, do you think somebody's like like portraying as us? Like, like we have... Um, you mean like Russian bots are just creating some algorithm to Hello, copy? I am Corey and I am Michael. This just, is City Wrestling Radio. Just creating like no, just not even they're not even real people. They're just algorithms, and then they, they just they just program voice files of us like this is Michael Vergara and uh, and Corey Diamond Studio, and then so they calculate that algorithm into bu- mega bucks, and they get straight into their wallets. But guys, make sure you're following. The Real City Wrestling Radio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CWR415 because we need questions, comments, and everything else uh, you have to say about pro wrestling. We want to hear it, man. We want to get you on the show. We want to start, you know, well, not everybody on the show, but some of you on the show. Some of you have uh, great just, questions. Just just, con- okay. just go on the comment section and just put it, just type in pro wrestling and we'll say something about it. We'll say pro wrestling. We'll say, yeah. we'll say, um, or sports entertainment. Jordan H said pro wrestling. But guys, uh, this, like I said, this is our 205 Live NXT May Young and Impact Recap and Review Show. Let's get started, because we got a lot to go through today. Uh, let's start with a little 205 Live. Uh, Michael, what would you think of the show? Uh, I thought it was good. Did you watch the show? No. It's okay. Don't worry about it. That's why I'm here for it, Michael. I, I got 205 Live covered this week. We started out with TJP versus Lince D. Uh, Lindsay D, huh? Yeah, I mean that's that's. I felt like it. Rhymed. I like it. I, I like it. I was on cold medicine when I wrote that. Yeah. So I think I was laughing a lot when I wrote that. So I was pretty effed up in the in the head. Dyquil, I think. I think it's the only way to enjoy two hundred five live. Anyway, uh, not much from this match um, besides uh, Bronco Buster, but uh, by um, Lindsay D to TJP. Wait, before you go any further, how long was this show? Uh, oh, it was it was average length. It was about four. four 50-something minutes? It was 50 minutes? Yeah. I thought... It was like 49, maybe. Yeah, I was wondering, like, because it's going it's going in tandem with the Mixed Match Challenge. Think about how long those people were there for. Well, here's the thing. You didn't... You don't... You don't You don't know? What? They taped those before SmackDown now. Okay. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. You noticed, the, you noticed the crowd was actually, like, a little bit more... 
Oh no, there. That makes sense. My, you, as you might say, it's because it was it was filmed before SmackDown. So, and I feel like that's that might be the thing going forward. Maybe look, we'll see after the mixed match challenge, which is going on, which is going to be going on for a while until now. the finals at TLC when it's in San Jose. That's crazy. I know because so, well, because it's a round robin. Yeah. So Survivor Series, um, I'm going to be there down in LA for that weekend. I'm going to see a mixed match challenge live when I go mm-hmm. to SmackDown that week. So I have a long five days of rest or four days of wrestling. A lot of money towards WWE. Hey, you know what? I'm not giving you buy not not to give you buyer's remorse or anything. You do whatever you want with your money. Hey, I'll be me. Support, I'll do me. Support that company, but you know, you know, I'm just I'm just here. Hey, you know, you know what? Mark, <laughs> mark, marks are gonna mark, all right. Anyways, uh, full disclosure. I, I need to at least. Uh, clock in my big four card. No, right? I wish I could be there with you in LA at least because yeah. that's that's not that's a place I've always wanted to go. I'm trying to I'm trying to um um convince PWG to put on a show that Friday. I just keep hitting up on Twitter. I'm like, man, I really hope PWG puts on a show the Friday wink, before. Wink, nudge, nudge, huh? emoji. I wonder who would be there if it was. Hmm. And then just gonna like, whose kid is this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but like I said, Lince Lince D TJP. TJP actually pulls off uh, Lince Dorado's mask completely. Of course. And uh, that's how you get heel heat nowadays uh, against with the, luchadors. With the, the roll-up win. Way. Yeah, with the roll-up win on Lince Dorado because he was so distracted because he didn't want his face to be seen. That's really, it's really, it's really telling that's like their only go-to spot in order to generate heat against a luchador mm-hmm. nowadays. And like you see and that it, and then you see like, you see stuff like CMLL who recently had their anniversary show. Yeah. Where that's, like a mask is bigger than a title, right? And like you just have these fifty people who are like fifty, no, not like thirty year vets, just cry, just just utterly break down at the like at the sheer sight of thousands of people looking at their face. Well, uh, was it Doctor Wagner Jr. lost his mask last year? Yeah, uh, who was it this year? Um, Nobody lost their mask. Fant- this Fantasmo? Year. No. Well, Fantasmo, yes. The, uh, yeah, I was. Let me correct myself. Yeah, Fantasmo Jr. I think lost his mask. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Just seeing that, and then and then you put that in tandem with a spot like a throwaway spot in two hundred five live. It really, you know, that's just WWE for you. No, I, I completely I completely agree. CMLL, with that. the they had their anniversary show. They're, they're the oldest pro wrestling organization ever. Right me now. and uh, me and Gabriel are actually thinking about going down to Mexico City next year for Triple Mania. Um. Well, <laughs> there, there you go. No, I know it's it's completely ridiculous. I just want to go for the ridiculousness. Yeah, it's it's fine. And plus, Mexico. I've never been there. Yeah. Mexico City. Hopefully, I don't get kidnapped. I think I'll be fine. I mean, look at you. I know. I'm just a blonde hair, green-eyed white. white boy. Yeah. But I'll have Gabriel with me, and he's... Uh... Nah, just say you're from Guadalajara, and then like like you're uh, Canelo Alvarez's brother. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, next up, we have Leo Rush backstage with Drake Maverick. He's just trying to get out of his match next week with Liam Dar or Liam Dar, Noam Dar. Uh, <laughs> Liam Dar is probably his little brother. Have you seen Noam Dar's impersonation of Leo Rush on Twitter? I don't like it. I think it's really bad. Yeah, I, I, it's just the fact that Noam Dar is saying anything other than a Scottish accent is what I thought was just funny about it. I, I thought I thought it was like borderline racist. I'm sorry. What like, man? You don't think it was racist? It was like super seventies, like. Oh hell no! But that's Leo Rush though. Like yeah. his, but like you watch his seg- segments on Raw, and I, I watch yeah. them. on I always YouTube. felt like it was a little bit more Christopher Walken. Like it was what? a little bit more slower pace, you know. Like he just talked. But like, I wouldn't think it was. I I, I didn't see any race races. at all. I'm like, probably any just, racist I'm, overtones on it. But yeah, I'm probably my white guilt's just digging into me at that point when I'm here. I'm like, I can't listen to this. He no. was he was wearing a good boy, proud boys shirt, which was, ugh, yeah, whatever. Um, so basically, um, 
<laughs> Drake Maverick tells Leo Rush he better fight next week or he'll be let go from 205 Live. Uh, next up, backstage, Drake Maverick with Mustafa Ali. Uh, Mustafa Ali is just begging for him, for Drake Maverick to give him the green light because all he needs is the green light. And Drake, I'm ready to go. go. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh, no, I was going with it. Uh, Drake Maverick says, you know, last week you had your match, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if I can give you the green light. He begs him, please. He says, but you got the green light. They said green light like six times, dude. I can't get God, over you'd it. You'd think it was, it was WrestleMania season. Like you would think. No, it's crown jewel season, man. We'll get into that later later on on the new show. Um, next up, we have the main event, Drew Gulak versus Cedric Alexander um, for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, pretty good match, actually. I mean, main event on 205 is, Live is always a good match. Uh, the main spot of the match, um, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now, is when Gulak had Cedric kind of in a headlock for about, what, like four minutes? And they kind of got up and tried to superplex him out of the ring where they were still holding on to each other. Uh, Cedric fell outside, still holding on to Gulak, and then suplexes him on the outside. It was incredible uh, feat of athlet- athleticism. An incredible feat of athleticism. Thank you. See, I oh, couldn't get it out. Big words. That's what sometimes. I'm here for. Sometimes big words don't do smart in my mouth. Go on. Yeah, so basically, uh, the end of the match had um, Cedric reversing a Gulak into a Death Valley driver, uh, which led to the lumbar check to Gulak. They did a Death Gulak. Valley driver on 205 Live? Into the into the corner, yeah. Into the corner? Yeah. All right, man. Give it your all. Uh, Live your best life. Cedric pins Gulak to retain the title. Yeah, it's the, I most I mostly think this... I'm just as I'm imagining it right now. This was probably a match that Gulak and uh, Cedric Alexander had the, had envisioned had they had more time in the pre-show for SummerSlam. Absolutely. Um, but hey, I mean, if 205 Live makes opportunities out of like if it, if this was a show to make sure that 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 planned match goes undone mm-hmm. or not undone, then. I guess there is value as 205 Live, but then it's still, it is still the utter definition of a show that's fallen on deaf ears. What, uh, is, what, is, up with the, what is up with your face Just read, right read the top of my phone. Okay. From Cindy. Well, uh, we'll get, well, maybe we'll get into that. We'll new get into new that new, new show. New show. Uh, next up, we have NXT. NXT. What did you think of NXT? NXT was a fantastic show. Did this you watch week. NXT? Yes, of course I did. I God was... damn right you did. Yeah. Um, well, um, we talked about this before the show, but then we kind of we try not to talk too much about it though. Yeah, well, we try not to talk too much about it, but then like as far as like we give you or... our raw our raw reactions. Yes, as our raw reactions. But um, as far as uh, as far as the like that's kind of concerned. Uh, I kind of just lost my train of thought. I'm just going to go through with this uh, show. There right we now. go. Yeah, so we start off the show with, uh, oh my God. Like our phones are just are just like buzzing right now. Yeah. Excuse us for a second. Okay. Uh, we start off the show with Lacey Evans and Aaliyah versus Dakota Kai versus Deanna Parazza. Um, You know, there wasn't much to this. There wasn't much to this match. Uh, I thought... Uh, Aaliyah, like the idea of Aaliyah and Lacey Evans as a tag team, just kind of just you know sh- just makes me shudder. Like I really yeah. don't understand what like what is exactly they see uh, in Aaliyah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But they've kept and, her around for so long and never released her that they must see something in her. 
or this may or this could just be kind of a last stand uh, like a last chance because they started they started tapings yesterday or Wednesday this oh, week. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And so if she's not in any of those yeah, tapings Yeah, so let's get into the tapings. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's not then it's just not going to look good for her. I feel like this was kind of like a last chance and if I were if I were like a deciding head if I was Jason Albert or Jason what's his name? Who's Albert? Just say Prince Albert. Yeah, That's if cool. I was Prince Albert, I wouldn't put her on television. I'd have I can't. I can't see anything. Anything positive about her. Me. In contrast to Lacey Evans, where I think there is something in her. I do think the way she kind of channels her traditional white privilege character as a heel, <laughs> as much no, as you're much as like right. dated, as much yes. of a dated gimmick as as it is, like she kind of holds her own, and she kind of holds her own in her matches. Like she is a definitely. She does look fantastic. Like I mean, she's super athletic too. Yeah, but then she's of the below average tier in terms of like actual like. In comparison to like your Kyrie Zanes or your Shayna Baszler's, but uh, we well, got the one thing I was gonna say about Aaliyah is that you know the one thing I keep thinking about is I wonder if she's somewhat trying to help train people, not in a sense of wrestling, but maybe she's some sort of gymnastics expert that's helping people training in that aspect. Like if you're not good at this one thing, but you're good at this other thing, it doesn't necessarily translate to wrestling, but it might translate to people who are also who are good at wrestling, but you're good at this one thing. Exactly. Tell, tell them how good you are at that thing. So the people who are good at wrestling and Dan Matha, like Dan Matha, he's a trainer and he wrestles from time to time on the yeah. show, but like very rarely. And it's just like Dan Matha. Yeah. What? So anyways, we got Dakota Kai and Deanna Parazzo. We, it's it was just a bunch of like a bunch of rest holds from Aaliyah and Lazy Evans, and then they it it, it builds up. They they uh, they generate heat on Deanna. For the hot tag with Dakota Kai, and when Dakota Kai, she her whole mantra is this whole team kick kind of thing, and I don't really understand. Like, I don't understand. I'm waiting for. I don't really like. I don't really like it because I don't think her her kicks are actually that great. Like, I'm working on my kicks. Oh yeah, I'm I'm trying to apply uh, to be in Team Kick. I want a Team Kick jacket. I want City Wrestling Radio to be sponsored by Team Kick. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. But. uh... Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna go straight to the finish. It was a pinfall on Kai on Kai by Evans after a woman's right. It was just a whatever match. It was this whole entire match. This whole entire episode of NXT was obviously the build up to Pete Dunn versus Ricochet, and I felt like everything else was just filler. But the show must go on. Um, and then eventually, at one point during this match, Aaliyah did pull out some uh, Peraza's hair. Oh, that's true. Oh, I, I just I I saw I mean, it. it was it was a good chunk too. Yeah. Anyways. Then up next we got Velveteen Dream who meets with the press with AKA just like just a bunch of dudes with iPhones iPhone record voice memo apps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. was actually on though. I'll give him I'll give them credit. The phone was actually. Oh yeah, recorded. no, there was definitely. Time you can see the waveform. Yeah. He pretty much just talks about the momentum he had against his winner over EC3. Well, they they were asking him like, how did you use the momentum? Like, haven't you seen? The matches yeah, guy, and reporters, beat, and then he beat Johnny Gargano and dubbed him Johnny Failure on the award-winning WWE Network. And he refused to answer any questions about uh, who, who attacked Alistair Black because mm. it's not a, because it's not about a Velveteen Dream because mm. like why why uh, why would you? And then after that we got the Street Profits. Uh, they came back from playing basketball because you know they're interviewed by some woman. Clearly not Bianca Belair. <laughs> um, was it her voice? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to assume that. Yeah. I don't want to assume that kind of but thing. But like you would think that like they were just like all together and they're like, hey, yeah. pull out your phone real quick. You know, let's cut a promo. Yeah, uh, they mo- they talked about their chains. They said it's not just chains. They represent culture, struggle, struggle on any they're... obstacle, and prove their mothers that they made it. And yeah, so sure. and they and then That's they pull up awesome. and they go straight to like Montez Ford's sports car, and you know because they're street profit profits, and you know they get that paper. 
Wonder I mean, how they get. Like, I wonder, like, what did they they invest in? Huh? I wonder what they invest in. Like, I mean, they, Facebook. Their names are pro. They they profit off the streets. You know, they are street profits. Oh, nice. Uh, and then after that, it was Jackson. We got Jackson Riker versus Humberto Carrillo, uh, former uh, Ultimo Ninja from CMLL. Uh, Humberto Garza Jr. is his actual name. Uh, nice brother of, or is it nephew of Garza Jr.? So he comes from a long lineage of like prena- renounced. He's like, very, of, he's very young. Of though. families of just nothing but prestige and respect. Mm-hmm. So Jackson Riker kicked this guy's ass. Um, this was pretty much a squash match. Uh, Riker, I thought he, I thought he. Had he did what he you know what he was sent there to do, uh, Carrillo he managed to got a little bit of offense when he put his boot up when Jackson Riker was yeah. charging at him. But then that's that's about as far as he went. And uh, yeah, they got Jackson Riker got it got Carrillo on a pinfall following a springboard release powerbomb for the win. Yeah, it was a cool. Uh, I mean, it, the springboard powerbomb actually looked good this time. I think some who did it a couple weeks ago that somebody hit their head on. Slid their heads on the ropes. Nah, I think it was on Raw or something. Um, but look at Jackson Riker doing it perfect. Jackson spelled J A X S O N. Oh, is, is there an S in it? I thought no, it was just J A X O N. Yes, it's stupid. <laughs> Come on, they're like the uh, they're like the bad guys on The Walking Dead. They're like survivalists. They're like O V E. Yeah, sure. I, you know, I, I don't watch Walking Dead or Impact Wrestling. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you don't watch Walking Dead. You've never have. No, I've only, I've okay. I've watched the first season because like, oh shoot, a zombie show on AMC. This is kind of cool, and then they kept on going. Yeah, I think I watched the first season in, like, within six hours on a sick day. Yeah. Anyways, uh, next up we got William Regal uh, and his uh, and his uh, what do you call it? What do you call when like Lo- your attorney? I I, I I call it like I it's I kind of feel like this is like how does William, he not work for the police? I kind of feel like this is like William Regal and his deputy. Yeah, like Sheriff yeah. William Regal here. Yeah, he's definitely. Gonna, and so he interviews Candice LeRae. Who is this guy, though? Like, honestly, like, like who shoot cares? Wise, it's just like a shoot dude. Wise, but shoot wise, it's not just some act. They didn't hire an actor for this. They've had to have just gotten someone. A like, lot of people work for the WWE. They could just like, okay, look, you you look like a good foil to not foil, but you look good right next to William Regal. Oh, you know what? They are at full sale too. They do they have acting classes. And like even if, even if he's classes. like an acting student, like what is he there to gain just by being Experience, like a freaking? Hi, I'm uh, I'm so and so. I was on NXT as deputy for deputy. You know, he deputy was unnamed and he was uncredited. Whatever, who cares? Wow. And so their interview. Well, the whole, that's not the whole point of this. <laughs> he interviews Candice LeRae. She was with Cassius Ono, and she seemed very nervous, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was with uh, Cassius Ono and some other lady. I forgot. And she claims she didn't see it. she didn't see anything, but she immediately shifts the blame to Tommaso Ciampa by Ooh. saying, you know, uh, has disrespect for authority, a cowardly act, blah blah blah. You know who this sounds like? It sounds like Tommaso Ciampa. And then, as soon as William Regal like, as soon as William Regal dismisses her, he does ask Candice LeRae. If Johnny Gargano had anything, his to do whereabouts with his, that night about his whereabouts that night, and she claims that she left with Gargano that night. But she said that like there was a moment in between yeah. when they were talking and then when they left, yeah. that there, he could be unaccounted for. So right now, Michael, who done it? Who do you think? Who are the top? Who are the top three suspects? I think Candice LeRae, uh, Velveteen Dream, and Cassius Ono. I'm gonna say. I legitimately don't know. Like, I'm actually like, it's they bring it. They have a good argument. That's what I like about this angle is that they kind of have a solid argument 
about everybody, everybody has a motive. No, they have a solid argument of everybody not being That's the true. person like yeah. Johnny Gar. Except for and the fact that they're shining the spotlight on Johnny Gargano probably means it wasn't Johnny Gargano, even though I can definitely see it being Johnny Gargano. But that's the thing. You don't know, but then you can definitely see it happening. Um, Tommaso, Tommaso Ciampa also becomes kind of too obvious. Uh, Kenneth LeRae, I and just he, yeah, he, is... They cleared him, and he's like straight up said, like, if I was to do something, I would do it to your face. Yeah. And not behind your back. Which so, I believe, I actually believe. So I don't know. He's I, that type I, of heel. I don't know, and I don't think any guest would just do my, would do it any justice. Okay. Um, but yeah, Regal accepts... Uh, Candice LeRae's claims, and he might, but then he teases he might need to question her. Wait, he said he was like counting for where he was, but didn't he see Gargano like walk in the door? So he was like right there. Like his, never mind. Yeah, I don't want to think too much into this. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we got a Keith Lee hype video. Well, first we had the Pete Dunn, uh, Gura, I'm a tough guy promo. Okay then. He was just like, I'm gonna go beat Ricochet tonight. That's a that's 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 a very good Pete Dunn. I'm in the parking lot. I'm getting here because that's where he's always interviewed. Yeah. Ooh, but, it could be Pete Dunn. Uh, Keith Lee hype video. <laughs> yeah, explaining, I love you. and he just says that he's limitless, and he means he he's inviting you to bask in his glory. So what is limitless? Yeah, yeah. he's with me at Yim apparently. Oh no. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I mean, I just saw. They a make pic- a cute. Couple. I saw a picture of them together, and then I'm like. And that might immediately my mind just wants to, oh, they're together. But, you know, who knows? Maybe. Someone will correct me and on that. Isn't she, like, best friends with Shelton Benjamin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I know he was at the Mae Young Classic. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. And next up, we have the main event. And then we got the main event. Uh, I did not want to take notes on this because I just wanted to enjoy this match for the betterment of my enjoyment of NXT. Sometimes you got to do that. Man. Yeah. It's so I thought this was a really great match. A ton of... They what do you think in general? The though? contrast of styles between Pete Dunne and Ricochet, with Ricochet being your high flyer, and then Pete Dunne being your your metho- methodical Zack Saber Junior like offense, where he just he takes your limbs, he stretches it, and then he just he stretches puts, you like a pretzel. He puts you he puts your limbs into into areas you you didn't think was possible. He did that whole finger. He does his finger split, where he just takes the four of your fingers. Like it, he it's, does, he pretty much does the Spock. Yeah, just, just does the Vulcan sign, and then he just snaps it out. And yeah. the way Ricochet sells that is just incredible. And then you also got Ricochet just, just doing like he was just doing a bunch of like springboard offenses. And then whenever, and then there was like that the, always that odd counter where Pete Dunn would just counter like would just catch him with a forearm. Mm-hmm. And then there was a one spot where he catches uh, Ricochet with a triangle. After a, oh my uh, god! I thought this match was incredible. It's probably it's a must watch. Like if you if you're listening to this on a Saturday and you still haven't watched it, like what are you doing? You don't really yeah. Just, just go out of your way watching this. It's probably it's it was the best match of this entire yeah, week. Yeah, so Dunn maybe kinda, this entire week. We still got New Japan, but you yeah, know, Dunn was, was working uh, Ricochet's left hand the entire match. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo went on to say Dunn started wrestling at the age of 12 years old. My God, uh, Tope Suicida to Pete Dunn. Um, what's the difference between a tope suicida and a suicide dive? Uh, tope suicida, it's the same thing. It's literally, I think it's, it's just a like Spanish, Hurricane Rana. It's, it's a Spanish translation. Oh, okay, I just some people top call, suicide. Sometimes people call it a tope suicida. Sometimes people call it a suicide dive. So I just, I, I, that I, might, I might be my, wrong about my that. question. Just popped in my head when yeah. that's why I wrote it in my notes. Uh, Ricochet's. Um, <laughs> I said Rick. My, my notes. I said Ricochet's looking tasty because Dunn has turned him into a pretzel. Cough medicine again. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, rolling you took th- notes on this match, though. Yeah. Rolling Thunder clothesline to Pete Dunn. Ricochet reverses out of the X-Plex. And good match. I mean, I'm not going to go. For, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to. You got to watch it. Go watch it. 
I uh, mean, it's okay. Look, you got you got a champion versus champion match on NXT where winner takes all. Do you really think there's gonna be a finish to this? No. And then so what happens? So what happens is Shock that uh, the system. The music doesn't even play. Just undisputed. Just straight up. Just raids the entire ring, and they just beat up Ricochet and done. And then they they almost well they they leave because War Raiders were gonna right were, were War, War Raiders War, ran down they ran down and then they pretty much lightweight just rescue Dunn and Ricochet and then what's interesting is that they both leave immediately War Raiders and uh, Undisputed Era it's yeah. al- it's just almost like this was their means to a finish and it was and like the show pretty much just ends with Dunn and Ricochet just holding both their titles staring at each other just like to an applause to this full sale crowd who just man they their their minds were blown when this match was going on by it's the way match, those man. guys it was it was a fucking good match it was a pretty fucking good NXT as well yeah, yeah. all in all always good NXT but then on to hour three of the Triple H Triple Hour. Ooh, my you triple got you. Hour. So yeah, as, my as Triple as, H Triple H. And as you realize that, like this is on a Wednesday, so they moved Two Hundred Five Live to Wednesday. So you got you got Two Hundred Five Live on at four now. Mm-hmm. It has to be at four. You got NXT at five, and then you got MMA Young oh, Classic. Oh well, if you get the East Coast feed at six, um, dude, no, it's WWE Network. They're all the same. No, yes, it is. Really? Yeah. It comes on East Coast. Mm, okay, that's weird. Not East Coast feed, but then it's East just, Coast time. Well, because since it's all it's all just according to your time zone. Yeah. Remember, this is all digital, dude. It's not like right, right. No, so I know, but so it's gonna come on seven, eight, nine here for us. Yeah, but then where? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, NXT is five o'clock here, dude, on San Francisco. Huh? Okay. You never, you never realized this? I've like never four watched, years in WWE. I've never Network. watched any of this stuff live, dude. Like I'm always watching it, like like later that night or the next I, morning. I have an obligation to watch that, some of this shit live sometimes, but no, yeah, you no, don't. it happens. That's it, it. It happens at five, dude. All right, all right. All right. Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Believe, no, believe me. Believe that. Anyway, um, we got May Young Classic. We got the May Young Classic uh, dated. September nineteenth, two thousand. The same day. Yes, the same day. Same day as all the other ones. Yeah. Um. Not gonna go too detailed into this. I. Yeah, I didn't take too many notes, but I mean, I took some notes. It's. It, but then it was also. But it was a very. What do you think in general? Show. What do you think in general? The, uh, this is probably this, their uh, best episode week. yet. Really? I do think so. I mean, yeah, they're three episodes deep. There, it, it was pretty good. And I, th- I and think I, the Tony Storm uh, Jenny match was really good. And I, and I think it's a, and, and with that, like, I think it's only going to get better considering the matchups created out of like these matches. Oh uh, yeah, and next week, you know who we got performing? Friend of the show, Zaya Brookside. Yeah, who's she facing? Io Sheree. She's going to win that one, and she's going to go on to win the finals. You know what? I have full faith in her that she's going to do How much it. do you want to bet? No, I'm not going to because Brian Alvarez ruined the end for me. Anyways, let's move on. Dude, the placement got ruined. <laughs> I know. but <laughs> mere fact, that, hey, love you, love you, Zaya, but well, let's, you know, we, won't, yeah. we won't talk about this. Snowball's I have full faith in Zaya that she's going to win it. Snowball's chance in hell. We start off the show with Caitlyn versus Kavita Devi. Kavita Devi looks like she put on a lot of muscle since we last saw her, too. Oh, yes. Uh, she so, bulked up. And so Caitlyn, uh, coming off like a, a bit of a return, she used, she former, was a former, former w, she used to be with WWE. She former was a former Divas champion. She was a former Divas champion. Um, in her interview vignette sort of deal, like she said, she dealt with a lot of personal problems ever since her release, and it's... She's really just here to find herself again in WWE, and nice. she looks great, by the and way. And she, con- yeah, yeah, she does. She, uh, she converted to veganism. Mm-hmm. So good, good on her. Yeah, 
and uh, she's looking. Uh, and yeah, she looks fantastic. I don't think she should be a blonde. Oh no! You I, I, that? Yeah, I, I like. She her looked with the black way hair. better with black hair. She also kind of dressed up like Laura Croft. You think so? But with fishnets. Like she got the gloves, she's got the crop top, and then she got like these okay, shorts, yeah, I, I and then mean. these boots. Like I got like a goth Laura, croft. I got like a Lara Croft vibe from the there. goth croft. And Kavita Devi, um, she's the first Indian woman, female wrestler in Indian female wrestler in India in from, WWE history. In WWE history, yeah. and uh, I like how like I forgot the names of the two dudes, but like as soon as like she was making her entrance, the camera immediately panned to yeah, this, who was like, that? Who were they? Two, uh, apparently, they're new two new signees as well. Oh, cool! Yes, for the performance center, and so they were just cheering on for their fellow countrywoman. Huh, cool. Um, there wasn't, but then there wasn't much to, much to this match. It was mostly just for Caitlyn to really just shake off that ring rust she kind of had going into it. Uh, so apparently, I heard that this match was totally saved by editing, though. Yeah, I heard live this match was horrible. Really now? Yeah, apparently. So, and I'm taking everything I heard off of Wrestling Observer Live. Mm-hmm. Um, but a fan called in one time and said, you know, this next next week, the Caitlyn match, it's completely horrible, worse than the Big Swole match. And, you know, it came on. Yeah, it wasn't that great. You got to work hard for that. And, and it came on. It wasn't that bad. The Caitlyn match, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't that bad, though. Um, but the caller mm-hmm. commented again and said, you know what? It was editing. They completely uh, fixed this match. Um, like, there were just parts of it that just were not there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just what I heard. That's rumor, though. I mean, I'll... That's rumor by someone that was supposedly there. Yeah. Off a it kind of <laughs> showed, too, because the pacing was a little bit off. Yeah. Um, Caitlin speared a Kavita Devi for the win. Wasn't a long match. Um, I It got Caitlin over as, like, you know, the 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 veteran just finding her foot... Her, her footing back. Yeah. And I, 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 and I liked Caitlin, even at the time, you know? She kind of had that... Like her feud with AJ, she with AJ Lee, like she, her AJ Lee, she made that spear look like a million bucks. Yeah, definitely. Ever seen that? Like, there's animated gifs out there of just Caitlyn just doing her thing, which you know, good for them and good for her. So, uh, Caitlyn, yeah, congratulations. Ne- next, next up, up, ooh, Jinx, who's 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 doing this man classic thing? Come on now, are you are? You are? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. go for it. I, got- I'll, I'll wait till the next to do the impact. All right, cool. I, I know you don't. You don't want to do that one. <laughs> I know you took extensive <laughs> notes on Impact, but oh yes, oh yes, I got I got stuff to say about Impact. Next up, we got Ginny versus Tony Storm. Tony Storm, great match. This is a really good match. I thought this match was pretty good. I Ginny surprised the hell out of me, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. She beat the crap out of Tony Storm. We uh, and she's tiny too. She I means she's no. She Casey was de- Cantazaro, but she was t- deceptively strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, these both these ladies, you know, they come from progress wrestling backgrounds. Especially Tony Storm, who yeah. was their champion for a very long time, definitely, definitely, to a point where you'd think like whenever, whenever she dropped the title, like you thought, okay, she's going to WWE, yeah, yeah but definitely. then she gets the title she gets again, the title back, yeah. and then oh wait, she's not going to WWE. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just kind of been the story about Tony Storm for a long time, yeah. And I'm like, what is, yeah, what is going on with Tony Storm? Like, does she is she just trying to? Or is this a contract play? Is this just a power play? Does she have any leverage to them whatsoever? Considering the fact that she's you know a wrestler who's completely gorgeous and blonde. I mean, she's definitely got a huge following. I think she's yeah. Make she's a also pretty over in the NXT UK scene. Yeah. I think they're waiting for that. To, and it's weird because they've done so many tapings for that. But where are they? Yeah. Anyways, uh, t- uh, Tony Storm wins with a Tiger Driver power bomb. I thought this was a pretty good match. It was and a really good match. Yeah. Um, uh, Iconics, well, a uh, bit of a highlight. Iconics were b- backstage. They were doing the finger thing, where like they they just point at the person, like like ah, yeah, yeah. I can't I can't do it because this is a podcast. But <laughs> yeah, like Tony Storm, she acknowledged it too. I thought that was you know, 
I think are they like both? We're, we're I think all Australian. Bo- yeah, yeah. All three Aust- of them. Yeah, no, Australia. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Um, Super showdown. Ooh, yes. yeah. Let's promote that again. Next up, Karen Q versus Zia Lee. This was still a pretty. This is a pretty good match. This okay. I'll. I, I feel like you were gonna have some great. This, this match, match. This match lived and died by their entrances. Really? I think it was like that was the reason why it got so over is because both, you know, both women of Chinese and Cantonese background with mm-hmm. Zia Lee being Mandarin and Karen Q being Cantonese. And Karen Q, yeah, from she's, she's a lot more American. And the well, thing, she's the one from America. She's, yeah, um, Chinese American. Yes, uh, being. A, well, Hailed from Chinatown, Brooklyn, or whatever, yeah. or New York, and then you got Zia Lee being, you know, mainland China born. She's super Chinese. One like, year wrestling though, literally, yes. like she's only been her first match ever was last year's May Young Classic, yeah. and so which she, is crazy to think she has a background in wushu, and um, it shows like with her like her natural athleticism with Zia Lee's like her um, the way she like presented herself in her you know when she got introduced she you know she did like her form of shadow boxing i forgot what it's called yeah and she used her own fan dance i thought like oh man she is a badass but when you see that like and you see like and then like as soon as the bell rang it just kind of just turned into a regular match it just no, kind of turned yeah. into a regular wrestling match where it's like okay then now they're just working WWE style because and because because that's what she's taught that's yeah, what because, Zia um, Lee is taught there was that moment where you know i think uh, Zia Lee she strikes her martial arts pose and then that's when Karen Q she strikes her martial arts pose and the crowd went fucking nuts yeah because they they kinda, thought they were about to watch some blood sports some John Claude Van Damme shit right yeah, there yeah against Bolo Young and so but no I was, and that's where I was a little bit disappointed that okay, I didn't get enough of that kind of style. There was a little bit of it, but you know, I was. It wasn't you as unique as I hoped as I hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, Q worked heel when she slapped Lee in the face and threw out, res- and pretty much just like, oh no, I'm not going to respect you. Yeah, uh, but she also missed a frog splash, which allowed Lee to nail a twisting kick to the back. For the pin and the win, it was that that kick to the back was actually pretty cool though. That was a really good one. Like it was just a spinning. It was like it, you ever seen that show Daredevil? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly it was kinda like that. Yeah, it's a Daredevil kick. But you know, post match they both bowed down to each other. So at the end of the day, they, well, both they hugged won too. E- yeah, both won each other's respect. Absolutely. Yes. Next then, up, next up is our main event: Mia Yim versus Allison K. And I guess this uh, this rivalry goes back. Quite some ways when. Uh, well, at least that's what the video kind of yeah, video package. Allison K or not Allison K, but um, Mia Yim. Mia Yim broke Allison K, aka uh, Sienna the Savage. She broke her nose uh, years back, I guess, in their first match. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So yeah, uh, that's what. So really, that was just more of the more of that story. It was pretty much was the story of that match. What's up with um with uh, Allison K's finishing moves name? What what was it called? The Big D. And she's explaining it before the match, and she says, it's called the Big D because you don't know where it's going to come from. The Big D can come from above. It can come from below. It can come from either side. The Big D's like, coming just, for you. It's just like an RKO where it can come out of nowhere. Yeah, but if you... But what's, there to t- what's there to talk about? What's there the to Big dissect? Big D. What's there to dissect, Corey? Oh, Michael. Yeah. Don't play innocent. So I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your innocence. This okay. match. This match was. This, they along. gave these girls a lot of time. Definitely. This definitely. was. But then, like, this was a part. This is. Uh, this was uh, like kind of an example of how a WWE style kind of worked for both these ladies because mm-hmm. they were working long, and it, they just super went back and forth. 
Um, but at the end of the day, Mia Yim was able to defeat Kay with a boot to the face, in which Michael Cole called it soul food. And I thought this was a really great match, and I think this was pretty was the best match of the Mae Young Classic so far. And I thought Mia Yim looked tremendous, and so was Allison Kay. And Michael Michael Cole actually referred to um, Allison Kay as Sienna the Savage at one point. Yeah, which I thought was a little strange, but hey. Oh, and I just for, I forgot to mention um, during that Caitlyn match in the beginning of the show. Kay, uh, Michael Cole brought up the like Caitlyn's debut in NXT when it was just ladies, and he brought up the fact that he humiliated, like he himself humiliated these women, and like and said that they shouldn't even belong there. And I thought that was super interesting for Michael Cole to bring something like that up, like in the May Young Classic. Wait, what did he say exactly? Like he said, like um, like. Caitlyn made her debut in NXT season two when it was just the women, and this was during a time where I, I must admit, as an announcer, I humiliated these contestants, and it really goes to show how far we've come in the WWE and blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, that is super interesting that you're willing to bring wow. that fact up. And uh, Hey, man, yeah. you live by the sword, you die by the sword, I guess. You know, you know I, it's one of those things, I guess. You know, I, I will never give someone bad judgment after they for things they've done in the past and said, you know, I've messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Um, I mean, me, to me, I'm always going to, at any point where WWE calls itself out, it always just seems to be on their own terms. Oh, no, it definitely is. So, so whenever like, oh, like Michael Cole's not going to go out in a press conference and be like, I said this, you know, it's so like, do you understand like how it kind of rings hollow to me a little little bit sometimes? I mean, I I feel you, but yeah, but then that's how it was. It but is, that was is, I guess. and that was Mayon Classic. Good show. Good show. Good show. Next up, oh, the most exciting moment of the B show. It's time for our Impact Review. Nice try, Corey. And this week, we're not in Canada. It's actually Impact's first taping in Mexico City. Right across the street from where they're gonna where CMLL is holding their anniversary show. Was or, it? Or held their anniversary show. No, it's like a ten minute drive. Okay. Nice. Uh, so our first match of the night was uh, OVE, Sammy Callahan, Jake, and Dave Christ, or Christ, uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, versus Aerostar, Laredo Kid, and Hio de Vaqueco. El Ijo. El Ijo. Is it H-I-J-O? Yes. That's Ijo. The son of Vaquico. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty good match. A lot of this uh, was, uh, you know, a lot of the tonight was CMLL versus Impact uh, a lot of the time. Um, you know, there was, it was, it was okay, but at the end of the match had a uh, triple tombstone to all three of the luchas and, uh, the all seeing eye, which is kind of like a shield power bomb to the outside of the ring. Um, or no, no, take that back. The all seeing eye is someone's on Sammy Callahan's shoulder. And then one of the other two guys goes on his shoulder and they do like a cutter off of that. It's a really cool move, but you got to see it to believe it. Uh, OVE goes over in the first match. Next up, we have OVE goes OVER. Yeah, damn right they do. Like uh, Rich Swan next up backstage with Matt Seidel. Uh, Seidel's still trying to convince Rich Swan to join him and open his third eye. And even though they had a singles match, scheduled, wait, who has the third eye gimmick again? Matt Seidel, Evan oh, Bourne. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely not Rich Swan. Don't worry. Um, and uh, even though they had a singles match planned for tonight, somehow Matt Seidel convinced management to change it into a tag team match where it's Matt Seidel and Rich Swan versus the Lucha Brothers um, later tonight. Uh, next up, we have uh, there's some sort of um, Lucha lady backstage doing her hair. I, they really never said who it was, but Tessa Blanchard walks in 
And she's like, whose bag is this? Whose is this? I'm the champion. Get it out of here. It's a very, very stern impersonation. No, that's a really good Tessa Blanchard, actually. I mean, you don't <laughs> I'm have... Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but in walks... Um, uh, who was who was the woman? Uh, uh, Fabi Apache, who's a female wrestler in a CMLL. She actually just had a match recently, a mask versus hair match, and she lost her hair in that match. So Ooh. she's got a fully shaved head now. Shit. Um, uh, yeah, so she wants to teach Blanchard some respect, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they have a little run-in and back. Next up, we have, oh, your favorite wrestler, Eli Drake versus Trevor Lee. I mean, he's your favorite wrestler. You're more of a fan than I am. I know. Um, this promo, Eli Drake's cut bef- cuts before the match, dude, it's so edited, it's hard to watch. Because he's trying to do his dummies routine in Mexico, so he tries to do it in Spanish. Is he good at it? No. He goes, Tonto, see, Tonto. And the whole crowd is just oh, like, Oh, what a heel. He can't even speak our language like, well. The, the, the crowd wasn't even booed. The crowd was completely silent. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so he gives, he gives his open challenge, of course. Uh, but Trevor Lee comes out, and he brings a ref down with him. He goes straight after uh, Eli Drake. But eventually, Eli Drake goes for the gravy train um, and wins the match. So Eli Drake continues on his winning streak. Next up... We have the OGs from earlier today. They just drank five beers and they counted them all. One, two, three, four, five. It was very strange. Uh, like count, dra- count, like count. Uh, what do you call it? Ninety-nine cans of beer on the wall. No, who's that freaking? Who's that fucking Sesame Street uh, uh, vampire who counts count things? Chalk. Oh, uh, one. Oh, um, the count from. His name just, is just the count. Yeah, it's just the count. Uh, okay. Um, uh, 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 uh. But the OGs are trying to convince LAX to break, break the ceasefire. Because, you know, there's a ceasefire. I don't know if I told you last week. Because guns. Because, well, no. Michael, come on. There's no guns. No, but, but there's war. definitely a ceasefire. That's what I'm saying. Gang war, warfare. Guns, you know. Gang warfare. Uh, yeah, so they're trying to you know find ways to convince LAX to break the ceasefire rather than them breaking the ceasefire. So, yeah. Next up, we have King versus uh, Krotos, which Krotos is a CML wrestler. I was going to say, Krotos is a APW wrestler who wrestles as Kratos. No, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but he was it, it, kind of the Aztec gimmick, uh, Lucha wrestler. Uh, match doesn't really get started, though, but uh, oh, the OGs do attack Krotos. Um, the bell still rings, though, which I thought was weird because he's beaten down on the ground. They still ring the bell. For real? Yeah. And then King gets the win uh, with a backhand. Um, King calls out LAX, but no. LAX is backstage, actually, arguing with each other about the ceasefire. They say, they're talking crap about us. You know, how we can't just sit here. Because, you know, when somebody talks crap about you, Michael, you have to go, like, fight them. Hell yeah. Like, that's the rules of wrestling. Hell yeah. And it's like, basically calling you out. You're, you're a punk if you don't do that. But Conan... It's, you, you either yourself have to show up to your theme music or your theme music... Or, uh, uh, um, or, or a midget enters to your theme music or, because Or they, you're a commentator and you tell them in the back to play your fucking music. Play play my music! Play my music! Uh, yeah. Vampire. I mean, come on. Don't you want your music? I know, right? When it, what was his music? It was like um, back in it black. Was, right? it, was, it was his fart. That was his music. Yeah, see, it was a fart. It wasn't a fart. Yes, it was. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, was it? Oh, yeah. So Conan basically tells them that they have to keep the ceasefire, but the match in at Bound for Glory is now turned into a six-person, um, a six-person match. Um, oh, is that okay? Mm. Um, a six-person 
uh, concrete uh, jungle guerrilla warfare, some type of match. Uh, but Conan's going to be wrestling at Bound for Glory for the first time in a long time. Like ever? Yeah. Wrestling? Yeah. Conan's going to be returning. So it's oh, going to be man. the OGs or Crutches? Hey, man. He, he can be protecting a six-man tag. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Alicia Edwards versus Fabio. Just, just put Conan and Great Muda in the same match. That's just yeah. First person who blows out their knee wins or loses. I mean, or wins. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, at that point. Uh, next up, we have Alicia Edwards versus Fabi Apache. And uh, Fabi Apache, she's actually the daughter of Grand Apache, which is a former CML star back in the day, a former CML champion, I believe. What did this arena look like? It's very small. Very, yeah. very small. It seemed just like a like a warehouse with okay. seats. Maybe maybe they played basketball there at one time and they just filled up the gym. <laughs> kind of like an APW. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is a this is an okay match. But uh, Fabi Apache went over with a sit down power bomb. Um, Fabi at the end she cuts a promo in Spanish, calling out Tessa Blanchard. I do love at one point because she's she's so into it. She's speaking to the crowd, but the crowd's facing the hard cam, so her back's to the hard cam. And Josh Matthews kind of gives her a tap on the shoulder. To turn around, I mean, yeah, it's cool, you know, but she, she loves her fans, and I thought that was pretty cool of her to do that. Uh, next up, we have um, El Texano. Texano. Uh, Texano. Hey, you know what? Don't ruin my gringo voice. Oh, you insist on, <laughs> insist on this, huh? I try. I, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, El Texano. Texano. There we go. El Texano. Uh, he's cutting a promo um, saying that even though... Austin Aries has Moose and Killer Cross tonight. Tejano has his fist and his bull rope and will be riding off into the sunset as the Impact Champion. I mean, he can't use that bull rope. Oh, we'll get there. Oh. Next up, we have Scarlett Bordeaux. And oh. <laughs> oh. Next week, she has a huge announcement. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. It's just... You yeah, know. exactly. No, exactly. Next up, we have the tag team match: Rick Swan, Rich Swan, and Matt Seidel versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, Phoenix and Swan start the match. Uh, double springboard cutter to Seidel and Swan. Um, and uh, it was—I mean, it was a pretty good match. Eventually, Phoenix hits his version of a cradle shock driver to um, God to Matt Seidel. Um, it kind of seemed like there was a blown finish because it seemed like there was a, a two count, but it was edited. To make it look like a three count. It was okay. weird though. It just come, came across very strange. Um, after the match, Sammy Callahan and OVE try to come out to attack the Lucha Brothers. But Brian Cage, their tag team partner for Bound for Glory, in that six-person tag, came down to help him. But okay. and no one attacked anybody. Because who's going to attack Brian Cage, right? Brian. Oh, wow. That's how very nice of them. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, sorry, Brian Cage. Uh, next up, we have our... We know we have a... Uh, Austin Aries backstage interview. He's just saying, you know, there's no one around to challenge me. That's why I have to find people from other countries to challenge me. Now. Oh, and let it be known, I banged Zelina Vega. He, yeah, Alistair Black. All right, I'm not jealous of you. I'm totally, I'm totally over it. You know. I'm, I'm, yeah. He's texting yeah, Selena. <laughs> Selena, anything for Selena. And it's like Alistair Black's like, dude. Just, <laughs> you think he like calls him like he's like, dude. You just you need to cut that out, man. Like I, I get it, man. Like you think I think Alistair Black would be that type of guy. Be like. And I think Zelina Vega said something about this too. On actually, I, oh. I don't have the thing about it, but then like, hey, Rum- I let's dated, just say rumor then. Like I dated Austin Aries. Oh That's no, it. that was that was very it was very open that they yeah. dated. <laughs> no, but then like in response to that thing, like I dated Austin Aries, and then we didn't. 
Next yeah. question. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Damn. <laughs> and then you get Austin Wait, Aries. Austin Aries seems very intense. He's very insecure. I think, honestly, I think... Huh? Nothing. I honestly think... Because think, the thing about Austin Aries is... And it shows with his, you know, his in-ring, you know, character, mm-hmm. where he's very entitled and very Definitely. egomaniacal. It is somewhat of an extension of who he... Kind of who really he really is. is, yeah. Who he really is because come on, think about it. He has uh, the level of talent in Austin Aries, and for him to like just pretty much like throughout his entire career saying that he's too small and like him trying to prove people wrong and it's like Napoleon syndrome, it really is. Yeah. And um, you know, I consider Austin Aries to be a very talented individual, definitely. And you know, that's just that's just the way the drug the cards are drawn for that man, and yeah. whether or not he you know has the best attitude backstage or whatever relate whatever relationships he has in the in you know in gorilla position cuz he definitely you know he definitely like messed with a lot of people in WWE. His, in WWE he was clearly not liked and he didn't like being there so yeah you know, that's Austin Aries. So, uh, you know, I wish him all the success and Impact. Apparently, it has been kind of a success, like in a quality standpoint. Yeah. Because that's the thing about Impact now. Like, you're, you're, like, how far are you into the show, by the way? I'm about, like, four weeks. I've been watching for about No, I'm weeks. talking about, like, this week. Like right Oh, now. We're, we're, almost, we're almost at the main event. Okay, I think we should just, I'll, I'll say what I need to say after this, then. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, next up we have, uh, first off, a couple, couple little bit promos in between. Uh, Desi Hit Squad getting massages backstage. That's when Gama Sang came in to hit them with a mop. And tell them it's not time to get massages. It's time to uh, focus because next week they have a non-title match for the against the Briscoe brothers or not the Briscoe brothers. Okay, uh, so that LAX, thing, sorry. that thing that I was about to say, you know, until to wait until you're done, I was talking about how good Impact Wrestling is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna delete that. It goes it goes back and forth. <laughs> it's like a ping pong uh, ping pong game, yeah. you know. Uh, next up, we have Joe Hendry's music weekly music video. He has a, a music video every week, pretty much. That's a great idea. Yeah. I uh, mean, it can definitely run long in the tooth, but what, ha- what happened? So Joe week? Hendry's song is called My Best Friend, dedicated to his best friend, Grado, because the past couple weeks, Catalina, you know, she professed her love to Joe Hendry, but he told her last week, access denied, Grado's my best friend. Um, the, the, yeah, basically the video is my best friend, Grado, but he's not, he's not my best, but A, in my top three. That was probably the best line of the music video. That's funny. Uh, Abyss being um, introdu- uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, Impact Hall of Fame. <laughs> Who's going to induct him? Joseph Park. Hey, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I would want Joseph Park to induct <laughs> Abyss. Like, I'll, I'll be right back. Hold on. Yeah, he's yeah. just, he's, hold on. Let me go to the back because he's a bit stage shy. Yeah, and yeah. Just, and then he just comes in as Abyss. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, oh, no. I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so good for good on Abyss. He never went to WWE. Uh, he's one of he's, the best. He, he almost did at one point. Like when people say like Undertaker is loyal to the WWE to a T, like I look at Abyss and just think, wow, like he had TNA has been going through some shit, and for Abyss to stay here for that long and to see all his friends go, like Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Chris, well not Christopher, well to some extent Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels is not with Impact anymore. No, no, or Kazarian, just all those people gone, and he is the constant. So well, I'll give that, respect to Abyss on that kind of level, but yeah, he had that opportunity to go to WrestleMania a few years back. He had a he match scheduled. Fake Kane, no, uh, no, a match scheduled with the Undertaker, um, but he decided to not go because he was at Impact since the very beginning, and he wanted to stay there until the very until his end of his career. I mean, good for him, but wow, that, talk about a paycheck turning down a paycheck. 
Yeah, but I think in the long term, you really think about: it. Do you want to go to WWE and just job real quick? Because that's Look, probably what's going to happen. But then there's there's more to that. Like you're if. If you're there, you're going to be within that umbrella. Like, look at a Carl Anderson. Now that he is of that WWE. He's getting a weekly paycheck. Yeah, he's getting, you know, there's more to just being a jobber. Like, whenever you're a jobber, it's just. Or you look at, like, Drake from CZW. Do you think he wants to keep on being, like, having those death matches? Or do you think you just have him be having the time of his life as he claims that it to have been being a referee for NXT? Yeah. It's a, you know, every wrestler is different. Yeah. He used to wrestle in APW, too. Drake? Uh, Drake Wartz or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he used to wrestle in APW. A good friend of Marcus Mack. Yeah, um, yeah man. It's, um, it. I know what you mean, but it, I think there's a lot of less mental stress in the WWE. Or, I, I, I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. I, I was depends saying, on no depends on your like depends on your viewpoint of WWE though yeah come on now. um because you really don't think about booking your shows they're just you go to it you're just scheduled you're okay I'm going to this show mm-hmm. I'm doing this show um but you know the walking on eggshells in the backstage and all that I don't it's just probably not worth it in the end but who knows they get weekly paychecks and for some wrestlers like Bailey you know how big would she be in the in the independent scene how big would Bailey be right now and, but think she's about getting a that. paycheck is what I'm saying yeah. So, uh, it's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a, I think this is just a room for a larger discussion. How big would what? Buddy Murphy be? Well, actually, he'd probably be pretty good in PWG. I take that back. <laughs> but, you know, I, I digress. Oh, you know, Buddy Murphy would, would kill be, it on the Indies. He would kill it on the Indies. That Neville guy, he would kill it on the Indies. Hey, who's Neville? Me, Pac? Moving on. <laughs> Next up, we have the main event for the night. Uh, El Tejano versus Austin Aries for the uh, Impact Championship. Uh, Moose came coming down wearing a tie dye romper, um, which was pretty great. Um, back that sounds like the worst thing in the entire fucking world. A tie dye romper. Yes, a tie dye romper on Moose. On Moose. What's the fans? A called? man. Deuce. A man like Moose. A man like Moose. A tie dye romper. It looked great, man. Uh, Austin, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Austin Aries eventually was caught by the ref um, with his title in hand, trying to hit Tejano, but. Um, you know, the ref catches him and says, you can't use that, puts the belt back in the corner. That's when Teano grabs his bull rope, slams Austin Aries down, and slaps or whips him with the rope. Uh, but then a kick out, brain buster to Tejano, Austin Aries retains. Okay. So that was that. Uh, at the end of the match, though, Johnny Impact comes on the Impactron. I don't know if that's what it's called. That's just what I call it. Um, kind of saying, you know, when I get better, I'll come back and fight you, Austin Aries. Austin Aries freaks out. So he's in the crowd somewhere, Moose. Um, Killer Cross, go find him. Um, of course, he's not in the crowd. He's on the ramp. Comes down and attacks. We're on the ramp. Austin Aries. And he's like wearing a full arm brace, which I was like, dude, you shouldn't be in the ring with that full arm brace. I don't know. I'm just, it was like, it wasn't even like an actual, like, I don't know. It was, I don't know. That was Impact. Eddie Edwards comes out and helps uh, okay. John, uh, Johnny Impact. So <laughs> okay. that, was, that was Impact. That was Impact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't, do you ever feel like the fact that there's it's impacts really in a weird place right now because you never really hear anything out worldly negative as much as you kind you of associate as you used to. Yeah. But but you also don't hear and positive. Then, well no, positive like it the positivity like it seems like they're just there. It's the impact just seems kind of just stable right now. Right. While and we hear this so many times, oh we we have we have this foundation to build upon. Oh, we have this foundation to build upon. We will build up and it's just at this point it's just, you know, I do think at the end of the day the impact rebranding is a little bit beneficial because 
I'm like that whole TNA mantra has been sort of fading away. Yeah. Instead of just being, and I do believe that Don Callis has something up in mind. It's really going to show how this company is going to handle the eventual signing of Chris Jericho. You know, whether or not like you think if because like say if Chris Jericho comes into Impact and the and, and day one he becomes Impact champion, then they have learned nothing. Yeah, and I could definitely see. I can. I don't know. Like, like, I, don't, I think, I don't think, I think and, the, it's the vibes is different now. I think now you have like Don Callis working closely with them. It just feels like another indie. It just feels like MLW. But it feels like compared to what it was before, it felt like a sinking ship. You had people like Ric Flair and Kevin Nash, and now and, and you you don't think Impact is a sinking ship now? Because, feel like it. It yeah. re- but then it, it feels like they're patching up the holes. In but the, then in it, the ship. but but like they're only making money out of their TV deals. That's the only way they're making money. They're not. They're definitely not making money. And off, like how shows. Bound for Glory, sponsored by Comda.com. Go to Comda.com for all you your don't have. You don't have business. to plug this. We're not I'm sponsored kidding. by Comda.com. I know. I just think it's really funny. I was like, "What's Comda.com?" And I went to it. It literally is like, go get like shirts made for your work, like with yeah. your logo on it. It's impact is weird right now. Apparently, if you put in the code BFG, you get a free hat. Just and pay I'm shipping. Just, and I'm just very indifferent about it. No, I feel you. A lot of people are, but don't worry. Impact's gonna. They're on the rise. Um, eventually Jericho will be there. Eventually, uh, the Young Bucks will have a match there. Eventually, they will have the return of Generation Me. And, but then I don't know if that's the solution. I th- I don't think you. I don't think they'll be there forever. But I think the Bucks will have a one-off match at least, and it'll draw more attention to him. They need like somebody. They need TNA. Just like T- TNA Impact. Just they kind of need their AJ Styles. That's yeah, not Tess and Albert, man. Come on. They just ca- they kind of do need their AJ Styles. Or somebody who is just a homegrown, like have them be the face of this company, yeah. Like as like as an OG original, like have that person be like Eddie Edwards, like not even Eddie Edwards because like he's 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 associated with other companies, you know. Like you can't, and that's kind of hard for Impact to get somebody. Fallaball. I I don't even know who that is. He's a guy. He had the Impact title at. Michael, do you listen to anything I say? Marco Stunt. There we go. There we go. You can you can start him right now. He'd be homegrown. Marco Marco Stunt already is already like there now. He's made it. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, that was that was uh, Impact. That was May Young. That was NXT. NXT. That, was that was Two Hundred Five Live. Do you think um, you're you're working like reverse? Yeah, I was going reverse back. order. Yeah. All right. So uh, back in time. All right, guys. So if you want to, um, that's a good song. Uh, back to the Future, right? Yep. Um, if you is it the fifties or nineteen? We're gonna we're gonna stop this recording right here, guys. This is the B show, Don't you know, because uh, but we will have the new new show also Don't posted with this. Again. Please go ahead and so listen. Take to that. me away. Hey, you know, I don't, I don't, don't want to cease and desist from Huey Lewis. I go back in time. All right, guys. For City Wrestling Radio, I'm Corey Smith. Fade out to this music. You want me to do too much work. I'm Michael Vergara. All right. And the news. All right. We'll see you guys whenever you turn on the news show. Hopefully, it's directly after this. So, guys, this is the news show, guys. Everybody here, I'm Michael Vergara. We'll see you guys later. For the B Show, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. See you later. Bye. Don't drive 80.